0: Welcome to the Dead Format, episode ninety six. My name is Ian McEwen, and I'm joined tonight by my co host, the Jonesy to my Riley, Thomas Smiley, and we're here to talk about Legacy. Is that another Letterkenny reference? Bro, are so we the
1: hockey are we the hockey players though? <laughs> so are that's... we the hillbillies drinking beer? <laughs> I by thought the about it, bro.
0: I thought about it, but like I couldn't I couldn't make it fit like the Daryl and Wayne and the fat guy. Yeah. Like like who was who so and then okay. i realized we're actually just the hockey players so uh,
1: we probably are
0: what we did sugi are. call call me uh bro <laughs> <laughs> when he was asking about my job or whatever I, perfect I can't... Per- perfect fit yeah I, I think i'm just a bro i don't know <laughs> i'm a, i'm a hick too though i'm an honorary hick you
1: can be a little bit of everything we don't need to class of, categorize everybody who are you though? uh who am I? Yeah. Shit. I'm probably the fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, always talking about Professor...
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: fuck. <laughs> Professor... Maybe Trisha, I want
1: to say? Yeah, <laughs> Professor Trisha. Is that Professor what Professor Trisha says... <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway. That was pretty good. Anyway.
1: That was a deep pull. Let's talk about some magic, maybe.
0: Bro. All right. So obviously there's a lot going on in magic there's a lot of hatred out there for companions throughout the formats but legacy specifically you probably saw the graphic right that someone posted with all
1: oh yeah i did
0: (laughs) (laughs) it was a good graphic good effort to whoever did that but at the same time i listened to leaving a legacy today like the first half hour of the episode with zach turgeon yep did you hear any of that
1: i didn't i haven't had time to yet
0: so zach went on and gave the defense of companions Mm-hmm, and I didn't get you know, I didn't get to the end or anything. So I don't want to misrepresent his views here but basically What he was saying was, you know, the only defense of Against companions is that they you know, they might have missed the mark in terms of power level
2: mm-hmm
0: and that they're they're breaking with tradition and ultimately you know if they're balanced correctly then they could be a net positive for the game there's no reason they couldn't be a net positive for the game and it kind of made me think some more about it and not want to just dismiss them offhand you know i think zach made a pretty compelling argument and i, I do kind of want to give the meta a more fair shake than we've been giving in the past few weeks if that makes sense okay
1: we can do that
0: um you just think they're trash though
1: no, I mean I I think that I think that Luris is Yeah. Yeah, I I think the Lorus is absolutely devastating. I think that um there are a few other ones that are still yet to be like perfectly tuned. Like Lorus is just so good you can throw it in any shell and <clears throat> it's just been crushing. Um but the red white one, the artifact activated ability combo deck is like still yet to find a a tuned version and man I, I I think the mechanic just completely missed the mark in the older formats. And I don't think, I don't think that they were ready for that.
0: Yeah. I see what you're saying. And also like, you know how treasure cruise like wasn't broken in standard. You never had to get banned or anything in standard because you know, we have the velocity in vintage and legacy and even modern to abuse a card like that. It's sort of the same thing with Luris, right? Where it's asking you to play cards that cost two or less. And that's, what legacy is right so it's it's just sort of the companion that skews towards what you want to be doing anyway yeah i can get behind that so it kind of makes sense like if you think of it in terms of treasure crews like we don't talk about the other cards like nobody's talking about banning gurmag angler or hooting Mandrills or murderous cut or something right
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's just like you know the the one that skews exactly in the direction that legacy wants to go is is problematic and you know it kind of made me made me stop and think again about it and i think i would be in favor of just banning luris you know and and letting the other ones find their spot if they have any
1: yeah we'll see i mean we're gonna get more data obviously like they're not gonna do anything this week there's nothing huge on the horizon but uh it's crazy to see the saturation of these cards online where you really can't even get them in paper yet.
0: Right. Dude, what do you think that Wasi's offices are like right now? you think it's just ghost town?
1: Um, oh man. I honestly, I have no idea. I
2: don't I would, either.
1: I would hope that it was kind of a ghost town. That maybe all of their testing and things can be done remotely. Because they have the ability to do that. Like, people have been playing Zoom Magic. They can probably do all of that work through through that. Maybe some of their office staff is essential and needs to end up coming in, but the sort of like gigantic campus is probably cut way down.
0: So basically what you're saying is the Future Future League are not essential employees? I mean,
1: <laughs> they've been treated like it
0: for a while, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I feel you, man. It's something that I hadn't really thought about, but I'm sure that they're like 95% work from home at this point, right?
1: Yeah, I I would really really hope so.
0: I, How far I is it from the city though?
1: Do you know? It's in Renton, so gotcha. I've been there. It's not it's not close to downtown Seattle.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know, man. But I did give it a more honest thought today, and one of the things I've been sort of thinking about and trying not to think about because. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really want to engage with Companions until a decision was made on Lurus, at least, was this idea of living wish bug. And I want to know what you think about this, because I just, for the first time, unveiled it to Tom Cairns maybe an hour ago. Okay. You know how there's, like, the Zenith bug deck that that did well in Barcelona? I won Barcelona, actually. Yeah. Like the
1: the bug mid-range tutor package.
0: Yeah, the, the bug Zenith deck. It's got... Hierarchs. it's sort of like a a derivative of the reduke deck that won louisville but you know what i'm talking about basically that deck runs green sun zenith and has like the tutor package and you can't play luris because you have questing beast and leovold and uh what's his name oko so what if you put in the sideboard leovold and uro and had instead of green sun zenith living wish and then you could run lurus as your companion and your wish package it, like in the sideboard you could have wasteland you could have caracas you could have leovald, you could even have true name nemesis if you want i mean you can have any creature you want really but you know true name nemesis isn't something you get with green sun zenith so you're adding one mana to the cost of green sun zenith right What you're asking you me if i that? like it yeah what do you think about that idea
1: i think that sideboard space is at a premium in legacy mm. i think that adding two to a spell and having it take up a sideboard spot is um that's rough
0: well
1: you're and adding th-
0: one you're adding one to to what Greensland zenith would be though
1: right i'm saying two is probably too much okay so yeah. adding one, to, like you're already adding one for Green Sun, adding an additional one right. probably pushes it over the edge. And when you factor in the fact that they take up an additional sideboard spot, I don't think that it would be more efficient than a regular Zenith deck.
0: So, but like, no, it's it's definitely not it's definitely not better than a Zenith deck. But the, you can play Luris. Is the difference
1: right? But you're playing Luris for like Noble Hierarch and like what are your other? No, cards I mean that you're you have you have. It?
0: bauble and uh you know the the regular creatures that would still be in it too so you have like snapcaster mage dark confidant scavenging Ooze, baleful strix or ice fang Coatle, really so that stuff plus
1: i uh, mean that's a lot of space that you just talked about
0: well but so all the space that would go into having the Sun package in your deck is now shifted to your sideboard so you you immediately make four spaces by moving the leovold the questing beast slot right uh all those cards that are in the the sort of green sun package to your sideboard yep so so stuff like collector oof you have access to that card game one because you're playing living wish right and you know it's it's still taking up a spot in your sideboard but it's like the spot in the 75 isn't changed right okay and and I feel the same way about like the Leovold and stuff. Like I think that your main deck would have to skew more spell heavy because of this and sort of be pre boarded against combo, but you'd have access to all those sideboard cards. I don't know, man. I kinda wanna give it a shot now.
1: Okay. I I think that you did a better job selling it on me selling it to me than you than I was sort of sold on it originally. I would need to see how the the all of the numbers work out. Because yeah. like you just named a boatload of twos right and finding space for all of that and making sure that you have an impactful enough sideboard because not only are you playing like all of those living wish targets in the sideboard you have lurus in the sideboard too um
0: i actually have two Luris in my sideboard
1: <laughs> i i would like to see how all that works out
0: there's the lurus that's the companion and then you could also just wish for one right so you have you have, okay <laughs> yep in case something bad happens to the first one i i like it and there's there's four sideboard slots like true sideboard slots stuff like graph diggers cage you know veil of summer red blast whatever you said four there's only four in my deck yeah okay but in that deck normally you know you have a lot of tutor targets in the sideboard that you bring in stuff like uh you know collector Oof, Quasali, pride mage reclamation sage that sort of thing yeah, but you're still working with like a like a ten card actual right? Board. Exactly. So it's, it's it's not a reduction from you know fourteen to four. It's more like a reduction from nine to four. I think. Okay. But whatever. Uh, uh, it's something that I want to try. Something that I might actually buy into Moto with and, so and get back.
1: If you if you send me a sketched out list, I promise I will play it on the Legacy Pit. How about yeah. that?
0: Yeah. When are you going on? Do you talk? To them? Uh,
1: Saturday. Yes, sixteenth. So not this Saturday, um, but next Saturday, the sixteenth. I will be on the Legacy Pit, um, probably with a bunch of proxies, unless Amazon delivers my printer ink, <laughs> um, and then maybe maybe people won't know their proxies. But we'll uh, we'll see.
0: Hell yeah, bro! I'm pumped yeah. for that. Me too. Looking forward to it. So there was a like a. Grand Prix this weekend. I guess there was one last weekend, too. A quote-unquote Magic Fest. Like, arena Magic Fest. Do you know about this?
1: Yeah. Did you hear the story about the kid? No. Oh! Okay. 14-year-old kid. 14-year-old kid with a Twitter profile uh, from Hawaii. Top 8s. Wins $500 and a qualification to whatever for top eighting the uh magic fest arena qualifier like the big the big event they had yeah has five hundred dollars taken away from Watsy his invite stripped because you need to be sixteen to play.
0: Oh no really
1: yeah oh, how how brutal. awful is that
0: oh that sucks bro but wait kids can play in gps they can
1: apparently there's some terms of service thing saying that like you need to be 16 or older to compete no more no money for this kid no spot for this kid
0: oh man i'd be pissed wait was it oliver too
1: no no oliver's like 30 (laughs) now
0: i know he might be he might have like three kids in a house i still think of him like the the age (laughs) when i used to play against him yep Dude, that was like, that was like 10 years ago. We're no, it, it was like six or seven years ago. He's, he's only 20, I think, but. Okay. Yeah. That is, uh, that is wild. I did not hear that story,
1: but. Okay. So I thought that's what you were talking about. That's too uh, Anyway, bad. continue with your, with where you were going with it.
0: Oh, dude. So the thing that interested me about it was I, I didn't realize it was going on until today when I was researching the show and. One thing about Arena that's always bothered me is there's no transparency. They built it in a way specifically to be not transparent. And one of the reasons that I thought we what were, wait what do you mean by that? I no feel tra- like I need to push back on that. Yeah, so like you know how in Moto you have trophy boards, and oh okay each, yeah each trophy represents a certain number of entries into the league. So you can you can backdoor by just like capping that, putting it in Excel, totaling it up and dividing by if it's draft eight if it's a league 32 and find the total number of entries
1: because, uh but you can play so that's a good estimate but right. like you could you could play against the same person so it's not perfect okay i i get what you're saying
0: yeah yeah it, it can it can be off by a certain percentage but it, it's pretty close
2: yep
0: and there was never anything like that on a
1: well, Arena has, like, your player ranking once right. you get to the top, and everybody's posting screenshots on Twitter, so you can just, like, look back on Twitter to see, but I, I agree with you, there isn't anything like that.
0: Yes, yeah, so, and but, like, uh, exactly, so you get it. There's there's not anything within the program that tells you. And there weren't even eight-man drafts, so you couldn't even say, oh, you know, a draft is taking 30 seconds to fire, one minute to fire. Like, how, how long does it take to fill up an eight-man queue, right? Mm-hmm. whereas on moto that stuff is all transparent it was all built that way right and it's sort of default to build things that way because it's simpler but uh they they were interested in obfuscating it it seemed at the beginning and now we have like actual numbers how many people are in these events because channel fireball is publishing every list and uh i thought it was interesting there were 472 472 players the first week and 489 the second week and in terms of viewers on Twitch, there were about 2,000 the first week and about 3,000 the second week. So I just want to throw that out there.
1: I just yeah, thought- I think that, like, one, it's new. Not everybody knew about it. The 400, um, 400, 500 players, that's about what we were seeing with paper magic fests. And um, I do think that that number is going to shoot up. And I think the Twitch viewers are also going to shoot up because I think there wasn't there wasn't a ton of advertising or I don't know, sort of like a push to to talk about this and more people are gonna be playing in it for sure.
0: Well bro, how do you advertise it though?
1: I mean you could put
0: you I don't
1: know. I don't know an effective way of advertising. I'm a teacher, I'm not an advertising executive. No, no, I right. mean I mean
0: with the with the pandemic specifically.
1: Well like Twitter Twitter blasts uh I think in general, probably more people are watching Twitch. Yeah, I didn't. I I don't know if they put out Twitch um, advertisements. Okay. Um, so I I'm sure that there was a way that they could have pushed it. Uh, I didn't know about it until you just talked to to me about it right now.
0: I mean, it's probably all within Arena, right? Because you kind of have to be within Arena to to play in it in the first place.
1: Oh yeah, they probably just had the in-game advertisements, and I yeah. haven't opened Arena in a long time.
0: So I think that's probably all the advertising because, like, you know, I, I didn't know about it. And we see the player numbers about the same, but the Twitch viewership bumps up 50% for the second week. So obviously. Yeah, that, it's a
1: real low get, though. Like, I don't know, two 2,000 Twitch viewers doesn't. Um,
0: well, when you compare it to the the invitationals that they were doing or whatever, and they'd have supposedly like 90,000 or whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean, to, I don't think anybody trusts those numbers, but yeah, right. I understand.
0: It was pretty paltry. But yeah, no, I thought that was interesting. It's, for, it's like absolute numbers, and we hardly ever get that with regard to Arena, so I did think that was interesting.
1: Yep. It's nice they're trying something.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm, I, honestly, I'm surprised that they that they even went that far, but it, it is pretty cool that they're doing it, I think. So yeah, man, we, we talked about this briefly before the episode, but... My goal this week was not to have a guest, just to bang out the results for the tournaments that happened this weekend, to take it a little more seriously with regards to the companions, and knock out a quick episode because we went so long last week, right? And I feel yeah, bad for you. I, to
1: So I, I one, I wanted to apologize that it got it took me so long to get it out, but we every time we have Nate on, it's always a fun time, and our conversation was great. So there are a few nights that I was like. I st- I was up late editing and I was just happy listening to it. And usually it's kind of like a chore to get through to make <laughs> sure everything is good, but uh, but I had fun re-listening to everything.
0: Yeah, bro. Well, nice job grinding it out. I didn't listen to the whole episode, but I I made sure that the things that need to get cut got cut, cut. Yeah. Basically. No, that.
1: <laughs> yep. That doesn't take me too long because after the episode's over, I'm like, okay, that. It needs to go. <laughs> yep. Absolutely, absolutely everything about that thing that we talked about. Gone. Poof.
0: You actually cut something I was surprised that you cut, but that's... Well, we was, it, that was
1: it part of that?
0: No. Oh, was, I cut something very, else. very, earlier in the episode. Oh, okay. Something okay. you said, but anyway. Yeah, um, for everybody who's
1: wondering what got cut, if you go to <laughs> patreon.com slash the dead format and you join our Discord... Um, we talk about it, and uh, the t-shirt orders are available as well. Yeah, Just tag tag in.
0: Yeah, get on it. All right, bro. So there was a super qualifier on Thursday. As we've seen, the, the decks were the most chalk decks I've ever seen in a moto event. So we're not going to even talk about them. 26 out of 32 were companions. 23 of those 26 were lurus. almost all Grixis Delver or blue and Red Delver. Almost all chalk. The only deck that I thought was worth talking about was the deck in twenty sixth place. Or sorry, twenty sixth. The deck in second place, which was cool user. Yep. Playing Zerta Ban. And Yeah, this was good.
1: This was weird. so I remember when we did the set review and you were like, Do you could you ever see this card in a shell that wasn't like red white artifact based? Mm. -hmm. And I, I couldn't, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine a deck like this that weaved everything together. This deck is sweet.
0: Yeah. Specifically when I asked you that, what I was thinking about was Thopter and Stoneforge Mystic, Thopter Sword. Yep. I was not thinking about this. This, what this deck is, is sort of like Miracles or, or Stoneblade, you know, like a a blue white controlish shell or a bant controller shell i should say because it has okos so you want to know what it reminds me of what's that splinter twin yes dude exactly Okay,
1: so not obviously not at instant speed but you have Oko. sorry you have teferi so you can like kind of get around that yep and uh yeah this deck can go off
0: yeah so for the people listening this deck is you know four brainstorm four ponder one preordain Three Spell Pierce, three Force of Wills, one Supreme Verdict, one Veil of Summer, four Swords to Plowshares. So you're basically talking about a a Blue-White Stoneblade deck at this point. But then there are two Teferi and three Oko, and then three Walking Ballista, four Karn, and four Grim Monolith. So it's sort of like you just insert the combo package, although the cards all serve another purpose with the exception of Grim Monolith.
1: Yeah, well, you have, like, the Grim Monolith isn't... Don't sleep on that card individually, because you you have the combo potential to, like, go off with Ballista and your companion. But it's also playing Karn and Lattice, and the Grim Monolith can act as a bridge to actually let you cast your Lattice early. True, Oh um, yeah. It's kind of like putting multiple combo packages together with, like, a blue stew shell to where you have access to all these combos but also supreme verdict like this deck i love this deck
0: yeah i really like this deck too man it, it it really sort of exactly what you said like with splinter twin it it gets you from both angles like it's a legitimate combo deck but also a legitimate fair deck right
1: yeah and imagine sitting down like where you don't know what you're playing against right And your opponent opens up with like cantrip, cantrip, uh, swords, swords, one of your guys. And, um, I I don't know, like you tap out and play Planeswalker. And then on the next turn, you get like, actually, no, never mind, That can't happen because you have to reveal your companion. Yeah. Yeah. Forget it. Forget it. I was 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 waiting
0: for you to build this up so I could, I could, Uh, you're right.
1: You're right. Well, I mean, it would be, it would be great. But honestly, I'm imagining the scene in like Billy Madison yeah. <laughs> where Chris Farley's talking to the bus Chris Farley is the bus driver's talking to Billy. is like no. No you didn't. No you can't. That's that's what just happened.
0: Well, so the thing about that though is the first time I played against this deck, I would assume that I was playing against a Stoneforge Thopter Blade deck because we've seen those with Zerda so far. Yep. So it, it probably did catch a lot of people off guard with that sort of brewer's advantage. Mm-hmm. But yeah, other than that, you know, you have just the uh, the Walking Ballista, Grim Monolith, Zerda combo that we talked about. And also the, the Karn Cyborg package that we're used to seeing. So it just seems like a good deck, right?
1: It does. You know what I'm happy about? What's that? Uh, I'm happy that there is a Relic of Progenitus in this deck.
0: Oh, in the sideboard?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you got... Like, I I remember the conversation we were having about Relic, and whoever we had on was like, no, the card's awful. (laughs) I felt... That was Lawrence. Lawrence made you feel bad. Yeah. And it's here.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. There is a Relic. We've actually been seeing a lot more uh, Seer's Lanterns lately. And that's particularly due to uh, the uptick of Lurus, both with and against, because you can rebuy it from your graveyard. Mm -hmm. And get rid of a critical two-drop in their graveyard. So Sears Lantern, while I hated it when it came out and thought that people were over-evaluating over it, yep. it, it has found a spot in this altered meta, I think.
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody expected what happened to happen. I'm right. sure that there were some people when these cards got printed were like, the biggest mistake ever, gonna be banned in a week. And everybody was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, but they were right, so there. yeah, man.
0: So yeah, that's the super qualifier. I really don't think that it's it's worth discussing, uh, other than that it was you know won by Lewis Bach with a uh, blue, white, red Delver deck, and second place was a Zerda deck. So on to the Saturday challenge. Saturday challenge was won by Honorag with a Luris Miracles deck. And this is a lot less cute than the Luris Miracles decks we've seen recently. This is just like miracles with Luris, right? Right,
1: and there aren't a ton of sort of deck building restrictions you need to put into place. You can still play all your value two drops and and everything. You kind of need to cut down on that like that uh, four color miracles package that was going on before. But you still get to play all of the straight blue-white Miracles cards. You can't
0: play Planeswalkers. That's the restriction, really.
1: Right. Yeah, no Jace, no Teferi.
0: Yeah. So basically, uh, and your your mentor, your potential main deck one one to two mentor has to be in Treat the Angels. Yeah. That's, that's really, like, almost a preference. Like, it, it's, it's hard to say that you're losing anything there.
1: Yeah, I mean, the decks that used to revolve around playing multiple Mentors... That would have been like a like a pretty huge drawback. Right. But for the decks that are only playing one, yep. it, it doesn't really matter which one you play.
0: Exactly. The the loss of Teferi is a real loss, but you know, Luris is is a three that you can count on. You're gonna have it every game, right? You are. So other than that, you know, it kinda is what it is. Three counterbalances more than we've seen since Top got banned. It's true but it synergizes really well with luris and i'm sure it works really well against luris decks that are all ones and twos so
1: yeah like the i don't know the the way that legacy was going before counterbalance really had lost a little bit of its appeal because the casting costs were all spread out like there were lots of threes not just people focusing on ones and twos with a, like a smattering of threes mm. but there were a lot and these companions, especially Luris, is like completely narrows down the band that you need to have for Counterbalance to be really good again.
0: Exactly, bro.
1: I wonder if there's like a blue tempo shell that might want to borrow Counterbalance now because of the way that everything is going.
0: Uh, like, dude, we're gonna get to use there. it as a mirror breaker. We're gonna get there in the deck dump. There's I never sweet... read.
1: I never read the deck dump, but there's now a, there's a I'm excited list. for one.
0: Yeah all right so second place the style this deck i want to talk about is is grixis delver with Luris. so it's the most common deck we've seen but but it's a little bit bigger right so this is four delver four arcanist and two baleful strix so yep. baleful strix and delver they're going two different directions right typically you'd never see them sometimes you see one and it was always when you were expecting to face other Delver decks and you were trying to level them by going more mid range to them, right? Right. So, what we're seeing here is the Delver decks getting bigger, but you can't actually shift gears because you're a Luris deck, so you can't get bigger than two, right? Right. So, it's kind of interesting. Like, we see two Strixes and a Koldagon's Command in this, and two Thossies in this Grixis Delver deck. So, it's pretty fun to watch these. These Grixis decks try to get bigger while also being stuck playing at two is the biggest card you can play.
1: Yeah, but it's still like it's still only three cards, right? Like we're talking about wow, this deck is different than all of the other ones because two Strix and one K command. Like, (laughs) you know what
0: I'm saying? Yes.
1: It's it's still chalk, um, but those cards are interesting
0: for the most part. It is chalk, yeah the sideboard does have two bitter blossoms and uh what other card two nile spell bombs but you know more mid-rangey cards typically but very very much the other 57 cards are what you'd expect from this deck yeah uh third place was sun f bird with ant and wait
1: wait this is not no this is surfing bird
0: (laughs) surfing bird right yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's definitely it's surfing surfing bird. Surf and bird nineteen eighty four with uh this is ant like um ant, but one thing we talked about a couple weeks ago was that we, we didn't ex- we hadn't seen Bobbles show up in ant yet. And here we have two bobbles and ant.
2: Yeah,
1: um uh I'm gonna get their name wrong. But I think that Cl- Cliffy? i want to say that it's cliffy i absolutely could be wrong put out like uh their own published article okay on their version of ant that used um urza slash mishra's bobble interesting put together like a sideboard guide and a brief discussion about it and it was um it was almost the same as this list right here um so that i saw that on twitter today
0: oh very cool I didn't so if it know wasn't
1: that. if it if it wasn't cliffy uh sorry if it wasn't michael clifford i apologize
0: cool man so yeah that makes sense and i just thought it was cool to see that show up very much not what they've done in the past but a nod to Luris. fourth place aaron relentless so this is elves right but there's a Luris in the sideboard and there's still crater Huff, behemoth and Archon of valor's reached in the main deck so what do you think about this
1: it is the same as a regular elves deck yep once upon a time and a little bit heavier on the black mana
0: right
1: it's fine you're you're not missing out on anything by um by playing lurus right
0: well you can't reveal lurus game one because you have Archon oh, and, and because,
1: okay yep never mind never mind never mind
0: so when I saw this, what I was thinking about was what if you replace natural order with living wish and, mm. and just natural Play order sh- in the such board. an
1: explosive card. It is like, yeah, the, I don't know. When, when do you ever sideboard out crater hoof and your Archon and use Lurus as a companion?
0: Well, so that's what, that's the question I was trying to ask you is you know, what, what basically when do you do that
1: i um i don't think you ever do maybe there's a time where you want to bring out your entire natural order package but i have a feeling that this lyrus in the sideboard um it's it's probably meant to bring into the main deck as like a value card in a really grindy matchup i might be wrong i might be wrong about that but like you don't need to have your deck building restrictions if you just bring it in so it gives you another way that if a deck is just trying to like single target removal like you to death that you can just like play this and then and try to value on your next turn hmm. i i could be very wrong about that
0: well what i was thinking was specifically against um delver that you you don't you know natural order is very all in against them because you have to you can't cast it off cavern you yep. have to cast it into a counter spell yep and but i mean delver
1: decks aren't leaving in days against elves
0: i i do but okay i don't know maybe they don't i don't know but basically you have to sacrifice a creature and cast a spell into a potential counter spell
2: mm-hmm.
0: so I I could see you know bring in Skoos, bring in pushes, uh, Caracas and thought Seizes, and take out your natural order targets and natural orders. I could I could potentially see that because they're not playing sweepers, right? Like you don't want to do this against a deck that could have Verdict or a deck that has Toxic Deluge or Dead of Winter, right? Terminus. Mm-hmm. But specifically against Delver, I could I could maybe see it. Yeah, and
1: I think that maybe going heavier on the black to be able to support the Luris and playing a little bit more spot removal is good given that the Delver decks are really, like, even more so now than before cutting down their threats okay. like, cutting down the raw number um, because of being able to rely, rely on Lurus. Yeah, and if you can fatal push a Luris, you're in a really good spot, especially if your opponent, like crafted their game plan around being able to recur their threats so
0: yeah man yeah i don't know it's uh it's interesting man and it's not like this is just this one list it's all three elves lists that we see in the challenges this weekend have Luris in the sideboard
1: now do you think that's more of a product of like uh the elves discord trying to work on a version that can support Luris, or do you think like that's just the new spot to be
0: I don't know man. Honestly, I, I meant to ask Adam about this today and I forgot.
1: <sighs> Adam, when you listen to this three weeks from now.
0: <laughs> uh
1: hit hit us up on Twitter, please.
0: When you're done processing all those uh what is it? What's the program called? The uh the the loans, like the the small business loans? PP Oh, is that
1: what he's doing?
0: Yeah, dude. He works for the bank. Oh, I didn't know that. When you're done processing all those loan papers, let us know.
1: Yeah, foreclosing on people's homes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you're done sending out letters about why you can't forgive people's rent, let us know. The <sighs> uh, fifth place, Budakov with uh, Blue White Red Delver. This is just the JPA list. Sixth place, Into Play with uh, Reclaimer Post. Seventh place, <clears throat> Yuri White Cats with. Black Red Reanimator, dude, what do you think about this? This is a Black Red Reanimator deck, but there are yep. two Reanimator targets I've never seen before on the sideboard.
1: Dream Trawler?
0: Dream Trawler, like, I I can't think of a reason to, to do that.
1: I don't know either.
0: Like, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah I got no clue.
0: I mean, Dream Trawler is good, but it's not, like, good, like, Reanimator target good, I
1: don't think. It's not Grizzlebrand. No, it's not anything exactly. that like, I I don't, I don't know what specific reason it's there
0: for. Um, maybe, I guess it it beats Caracas though, doesn't it? Okay. Um, but That's one so, thing so it so can do that Grizzlebrand can't, but right, other things uh, do it better.
1: Yeah, like there, you still have um Tide Spout, um, you have Chancellor According in your Titan. main deck. Like you have stuff to beat Caracas. I yeah. just I don't I guess it's lifelink. Yeah. I know Grizzlebrand is Lifelink, but like if for some reason they have um Caracas and Lifelink Matters, I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. The Dream Trawler was a stretch, but the other one, Bane of Progress. Have you seen this card before?
1: Uh just now. I, I think it was an old commander card. It is, that yeah. I, yeah. That I had looked at and I was like, Oh, this is cool. I never thought about it in terms of legacy. Definitely not Reanimator.
0: So it's a four green green two two. When it enters the battlefield, it destroys all artifacts and enchantments, and gets a one one counter for each artifact or enchantment destroyed this way. So it's interesting because you can actually like put it in your main deck and hard cast it with like a uh, a dark ritual, sort of like with Grave Titan. You, you see that a lot. But um, it's
1: double green, and I still think this mana base can't cast it.
0: Oh well, you need yeah. There's no I guess buy- you need double you need double pedal. there's no Bayou in this deck,
1: yeah, it's still straight, black red, I just
0: assumed it was because I was gonna say you need a lotus pedal, but actually you need two lotus petals to cast it, so that's that's a little more unlikely than I thought, so yeah, it is hard to cast, but if you but, I mean it's a it-
1: blowout when you cast it, like imagine you're playing this against the uh red white companion version exactly they have a they have a bunch of artifacts in play, and you're just like. All right, uh, wipe your board. I now have a ten ten.
0: Exactly, bro. So, yeah, I think that's got to be the reason I in there. The Dream Trawler, I still have no idea, but...
1: Yeah, somebody hit us up on Twitter if they know the reason that that card is in the sideboard. I um, I don't. I definitely don't.
0: I mean, it does kind of make sense. There's so many damn Caracas's out there that, you know, maybe there's some sort of corner case where... Yeah,
1: but there's just, like, better... Yeah. There's better options. Right. right like you have grave titan maybe grave titan isn't good now but I, I would think that grave titan is probably better than um than dream trawler
0: agreed all right eighth place playing with the bigger grixis lurus deck and from the drags the only deck that i thought was really worth talking about and was really definitely worth talking about was 26th place andre for marini is playing an actual rug lutri deck this is a uh, oh man yeah this is sort of akin to like the strife list i would say but all singletons right yeah um we're not gonna read the whole deck but you, no. you have one deck and one oko and then for dorks you have one goose and one noble hierarch then uh, about 10 creature threats five sorceries and 20 instants Uh, many of which are variants on lightning bolt or a cantrip there's an intuition in there there's a lot of conditional counter spells one stifle one vapor snag like a lot of conditional cards a sylvan library and 20 lance so
1: one thing i really like about this deck obviously not the consistency (laughs) but the fact that a lot of the time right with a legacy list As soon as you sit down, if you're practiced with the format, you know what your opponent's playing. Yeah. You're like, all right, I know this 60. I can craft my game plan around it. I know how these games go. It revolves around X, Y, and Z. If I make it to this point, then I I know that I'm comfortable. And then you sit down and you play against this deck, and you have no clue how the game is going to go. No, obviously there's like there's a lot of redundant cards. You have all the bolt effects. You have all the cantrip effects. But like, you you're sitting down against a very very randomized deck, and it's really hard to craft a game plan that's gonna work all the time. I I like the idea. Ah, uh, but man, isn't isn't Legacy the cantrip format? Oh yeah. And doesn't doesn't this just not I don't know. This isn't what I want to be doing in Legacy.
0: Do you remember that deck we saw a while back? It was like there was some black card that basically let you tutor for a card and as long as you didn't reveal two copies of a card before before you revealed that card, you got it? Yes. Well, I can't remember what that black card is called, but it's sort of like demonic tutor if you're only playing singletons. Yeah, it was kind of like a demonic consultation. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of this deck, you know the The way that it's built that particular deck was asper i think but um the only deck the only card they were playing four of was that specific tutor Yep,
1: yeah. and it was like a like a one in a black instant
0: yep yep I, I wish i could remember the name of it but basically this deck is sort of like the rug version of that and i do think this deck is cool and one thing that i really like about this deck that i was thinking about recently was oh force of will dude sorry do you think that Force of Will... So there's the, the Zerda decks where you really want Force of Will. There's the Gyruda decks in theory, although we only see one of them in each challenge. But And we just talked about a Blackheart Reanimator list. But in general, there's less combo decks. There's a ton of Delver decks. There's like the, the White Weenie Death and Taxes deck. The decks that are doing well right now. Yep. It made me think about if, if it's the right meta to go down on Force of Wills
2: and
1: well okay so we talked a little bit about how we thought garuda was sort of glass cannonish and we thought that it was going to fade away yeah and i think that we see in these in these tournaments that happened right um but there are still going to be people doing that and if the ant and test decks are still like still sort of gaining some ground
0: yeah we see that this week specifically yeah
1: I, I don't know if I would ever want to cut down on Force of Will. Like, Force of Will is just my security blanket in Legacy. And I know that there are so many people that uh, at certain times have been like, no, 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 it's right to play three. It's right to play less. I just, I don't feel comfortable doing that.
0: Yeah, I was trying to build some lists in my head today and on paper, but basically like uh, like a lurus dead guy and stuff. You know, basically just trying to to build yeah, ca- to what
1: did you guys coordinate playing the dead guy mirror <laughs> <laughs> or did were you both just like yeah i got dead guy let's play
0: uh they asked me a couple hours before which decks i was bringing when i told them so okay uh, yeah they they did kind of coordinate that yeah okay but that wasn't luris that was just regular dead guy i, and it, I know it got me thinking about you know what what a Luris dead guy list would look like and honestly i wound up in a very weird spot where i kind of understand where that that white weenie deck came from now like the death and taxes one
1: but like the one drop heavy
0: yeah yes. because so many of the white cards that like are typically good in dead guy and death and taxes are not good with Luris or don't fit in a Luris deck because like stoneforge isn't good without batter skull right mm-hmm. uh the or, or the swords and like, um trying to think of another example. I mean,
1: you can make it work with Jit, but it's it's definitely not as good,
0: right? Exactly. And like pl- replaying it out of your graveyard, if Jit's the only equipment, is not that good because you can just replay Jit out of your graveyard directly, right? So like, Stoneforge is really awkward with Luris, so you end up getting away from that. Like Freebooter is really good with Luris, but you know there there's still like a lot of issues there. So basically. I, I kind of understand how they wound up on that white weenie list now. It, make, it made more sense to me when I actually tried to work through the problem. Yeah. And, yeah. Basically, the, but the reason I started doing that was because I wanted to get away from Force of Will and, and make a deck that beat up on these Laris Delver lists, specifically because they were playing Force of Will, right? Okay. So, yeah, that's Saturday's challenge. It's kind of weird, bro, because, like, we always had, like, the challenge and we spent like a certain amount of time on the challenge
1: and now we have challenge one and challenge two
0: yeah it's like we got double the work it's not you know or oh, whatever i'm not gonna complain.
1: Go play this <laughs> is so, more stuff to talk about right yeah even yeah. though like nobody wants to hear us
0: talk about magic anymore no dude we, we literally have half the audience we used to so it, it, like what what's gonna happen to legacy bro like
1: i I mean it's gonna be an old fart format for people like us they get together once or twice a year and talk about the good old days
0: yeah we're so many insane plays now right i yeah (laughs) somewhere
1: somewhere there is somebody falling asleep and they're like i just need to hear tom's like super mediocre take (laughs) just put me to sleep
0: the crack of the, the crack of the beer can does it for them. That, that yep. just they're like, that Oh, you said that
1: I don't think this card is gonna be good, but it could be good.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> <sighs> oh man, I just I really just hope I'm Kevin. <laughs> so So the Sunday challenge was won by Ultimar with the white weenie deck. This basically the same white weenie deck. There is one cool thing about this deck. Actually two cool things. I didn't notice this the first time. When I was building that Dead Guy deck, one thing that I thought about was, wait, is Path to Exile just better than Plow now?
2: Mm, uh,
1: I don't think with all the four-color decks. Uh, The Astro, like, being able to get a basic? I don't
0: know. The four-color decks basically are now just, like, maybe one person in the top 32, and then Luris, like, you know, one or two Luris decks. So they've really fallen off a lot, right? There, there's okay. a lot fewer of them. Is sort of what I was trying to say. It's definitely worse against them, but Plow is not good against them anyway because they're they're playing like four Quaddles and two Snapcasters or something as their creature suite. Okay. And then there are um, you know Meritlage Plow's o- path is obviously better than Plow against Meritlage, and the the Delver decks don't have fucking what do you call them anyway basic lands anyway true so this is a 3-1 split of path and swords in the main deck so i didn't realize that the first time i looked at that but that's awesome i love that obviously ultimar thinking about that too and there's one card in here that i didn't see last week which is toolcraft exemplar do you remember this one from kaladesh standard
1: oh i remember the with the mardu the mardu vehicles deck
0: the um, the beginning of combat trigger yeah, uh,
2: Tiago,
1: <laughs> I think that everybody everybody now knows how that card works. But like, this deck is really I don't know. I play cube cube draft decks that just loaded up on white one drops, and I I really like what this deck is trying to do. Hell yeah! Um, all of the decks trying to one for one and days people in Legacy now like this sure i'm gonna get around your days by playing 21 drops mm-hmm. and uh and six mom effects i like it but i've always liked decks like this so
0: so Topher played this deck this week yeah in the in the challenge and i asked him i was like dude did you really play death and taxes in the challenge and he's like no i played white weenie and at the time i was like all right asshole whatever but then i thought about it some more and it really is just white weenie right I mean, yeah,
1: because the the like you're you're not trying to like slowly grind through your opponent with value and like a little bit of mana taxing effects. You're straight up just trying to like screw their mana base with Arbiter and play a bunch of one drops and beat down. Yep. So
0: yeah, it really is just white weenie, right? Yeah. And it's it's all in because it has to be all in, and Luris is the is the value to make up for that. Yep. So yeah, you're not even seeing like a lot of a lot of times when I think about white one drops, uh, aside from other runes, you start thinking about uh the one that makes a clue, Thraven Inspector.
1: Yeah, but like But that's using, not what this deck wants to do. No, like that that's more like a mid range value card. Right. You have to pay two to get the payoff. You want your payoff to be like impactful later in the game. Mm-hmm. And these cards aren't, like, you're not going to want to pay two mana to draw one of these cards on turn five. That's not what this deck is about.
0: Exactly, bro. That's exactly the point I was trying to make. And also, shout out to the sideboard Dranith Magistrate that puts me over the edge into winning that mm-hmm. particular card. Mm-hmm. Just noticed that. <laughs> so, yeah, very cool. Seeing this list do well again.
1: I'm very happy that I owe you two bottles of Jameson. Um, no, you don't. You
0: you honestly don't because Call to the Death Dweller has not made it yet, so we're still okay. Tied. Well, still we'll tied. do it.
1: I, I was about to make a joke about how that was going to last you like a cast and a half.
0: <laughs> no, honestly, bro the 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 bottles of Jameson are generally like three to four casts, but
1: okay. Man, I this quarantine every day seems like a weekend day. So I like, I just, I took inventory of my alcohol intake and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? That's just, <laughs> uh, just, that's, that doesn't have anything to do with the cast. I'm just like, God damn. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of other people like me that like, when they don't have anything to do the next morning, they're like, yeah, I'll have a drink or two. And now I just, I fucking have nothing to do in the morning. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And, oh no. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh. Oh, I thought you were saying you started drinking in the morning.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. Like, I I'm drinking that. like way too much at night. Gotcha. I, uh, I don't know when the last time I drank in the morning was. I'm sure that there was some point where I had a hangover. I was like, all right, let's do it. But not since I've been an adult.
0: Now, wasn't there a few episodes ago where you were like, I'm really drunk, but I'll record anyway. I might have still. It was the episode with Tom Cairns. You were day drinking okay. for
1: some reason. Wait, why? There was a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the reason was. It might have been a bad reason.
0: Was it uh, was it day beer day? The holiday from uh, Letterkenny? Bro, by the way, that's a great holiday that we should incorporate in the US. Day Beer Day? Do you know? Yeah, it's the the solstice.
1: So, I have not actually watched every episode of Letterkenny. Uh, i've watched compilations of all of the fight scenes <laughs> oh man and that, um uh, that's and awesome. all of the cold openings which are probably like the just the best um yeah. but uh but yeah that's it
0: yeah there's a holiday it's the last episode the, the most recent episode to come out was on the summer solstice it's uh they do a, a 100 minute power hour of, of beer shots that's like their holiday okay and i mean i can get i can get behind any of that
1: i thought it would be a great holiday
0: that we need to incorporate into our our ledger of holidays
1: maybe when we have our zoom call that you um oh yeah how's that going how's that going everybody pumped about it on the discord (laughs) they're like yes when is this happening and then you you disappeared (laughs) um but maybe we can have day beer day for that Yes. I think it would be perfect, dude. That's a great. Uh,
0: this is gonna be a sick call. I cannot wait for this call. Well, no Dave recording. You're dead. No record. Yes, dude. That's that's a must. I feel like Sugi would record it. So, <sighs> yeah. No recording it. So, second place, Brian Cook. Glad to see that a test list can still do well in this meta. There's... How bad does it
1: feel to get beat by a bunch of one drops? dude yeah sorry he got got dumpstered
0: by this deck apparently huh
1: i mean i guess i I guess guess.
0: i guess tomic distinguished advocates was too much for tests (sighs)
1: imagine getting like having like a turn one kill but your only land is a fetch land (laughs) and getting turn one arbitered and just like sitting there like
0: feels bad man getting thopter. (laughs) <laughs> Toolcraft craft exemplar smugglers <laughs> copter beats
1: oh brutal
0: <laughs> nice job so yeah no seriously though nice job for the second place so jtl third place this is the list of of the episode jtl famous for the esper vile deck of, of a recent long gone meta what do you think about this fucking deck bro
1: okay I love the fact that it has two main deck cat- cataclysm and that it's pretty much playing like mono two drops other than the tithe creature. Yep. Um, I don't know how this deck wins <laughs> and I, I don't think that I would ever play it.
0: Oh man, I see. I saw the two cataclysms and I was like, this is Tom's meatball. Yeah, you, but this is you're like... You're going to feast on this but this is, like,
1: shit. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. This This deck, to me, um. I, I would have to watch somebody else play it <laughs> before I gave it my stamp of approval. Because I just, I don't think it has enough inner, like, I, I don't think it has enough ways to close the game
0: yeah so You're playing
1: a bunch of value two drops right so we so gotta read we gotta beat to death people. by a bunch of tutus
0: so for people listening it's two knight of the white orchid two lavinia four meddling mage four weathered wayfarer and four fathom seer fathom seer is a morph creature from uh from a commander deck maybe it's one in a blue for a one three but it has morph and it unmorphs for return two islands to your hand and when it morphs you draw two. So it's sort of like a gush, but a shitty gush.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: Then there's two main deck cataclysms, Brainstorm, Days, Force of Will, Source of Plowshares, and Mishra's Bauble. Luris and the sideboard, 20 lands, three of them are wastelands. So it's sort of like a stone blade deck with no way to close. And four meddling mages main. But
1: Yeah. I mean I think I think maybe I'll play a few um, a few matches with this and then I'll write a chapter for my book on fathom seer okay because, you, because, you're Ke- because
2: you're kevin so <laughs> oh my god
0: <laughs> that was good bro uh, so- <laughs>
1: every every once in a while
0: oh man so so basically this is this is like a, a Hate Bears deck for a modern era, right? We've got four Meddling Mages, which is the Hate Bear du jour. And it's got seven tithe effects, right? There's four Weathered Wayfarers, two Netherwood Orchid, and a tithe, like an actual tithe. Yeah, but so, like you're
1: not doing anything.
0: So there's two things that have prepared me for evaluating this deck yeah. there's land tax and land equilibrium in old school like playing with and against those two cards specifically. They never seem to work as well as you think they will if you're not playing some sort of combo, like land tax, tax edge, land's edge tax. Yep. So there's always this delicate balance with you know, not extending your lands because you have to have less lands than them to take advantage of everything that's going on in the deck. Yeah. And there's no artifact mana in this deck like there is in old school. So it's like, how do you get ahead? Really, you're just getting ahead with Wastelands and this Fathom Seer. <sighs> I salute JTL for playing this deck to the finish, obviously the great finish that, that he had. I have to imagine there was a lot of brewer's advantage involved in that. Because I ex- I thought the exact same thing as you did. Like how the fuck are you ever beating like something miracles with this deck? Yeah. I don't know. I, I just don't know. Ah, uh... I, yep i
1: i don't have anything good to say about this so i'm just i'm not going to
0: oh man I, just, I don't i don't know what's going on what creature do you keep with cataclysm bro
1: no i love the cataclysm no but it's what like creature random uh, cataclysm so you what can creature like do you
0: keep uh, meddling mage i guess naming their companion i don't know
2: yep
1: yeah. I, I don't know it's gotta feel the worst to lose to this deck yeah i'll give him that yeah so
0: it's it's interesting man it, it's definitely interesting uh fourth place monkeys can't crack. playing Ethan. yep playing doomsday there is one card in here that i wanted to shout out which is ideas unbound which you mentioned this about Factor fiction earlier this is a card that for some reason I sometimes think is banned in legacy.
1: Ideas unbound? Yep. Really? It's a yeah, short well, story okay, that says draw so three we cards. We talk about this a lot. Factor fiction was actually banned at one point.
0: <laughs> in theory. It was no, banned. It's no, 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 theory, no, no, it was not in theory. It was the, the card was banned the reason it's in theory is because the format wasn't called legacy yet when it was banned it was, it was one, one okay 5.
1: listen it was what legacy was before it was banned in i, 1. Didn't, I wasn't 5. having like an elderly moment it happened <laughs> yeah i
0: know you're trying to yeah, okay it was banned between 2002 and
1: 2004 in type 1.5 yeah yes. 1.5 was the beginnings of legacy Agreed. i played magic back then i remember it being banned i extrapolated
0: I dude, I had the same thought, so I, I know All what right. you're talking about. But Ideas Unbound. Ideas Unbound, blue blue, sorcery, draw three cards, discard three cards at the end of the turn.
1: Yeah, this has been used as like the doomsday finisher for a while, since Top Got Banned, I
0: think. Since what? So since, since, since Top, Top Got? got banned? banned? I don't know why I hadn't seen it, but yeah, it seems like a great Doomsday card.
1: Yeah, I thought that it I thought that was like an auto include. I could be wrong.
0: Yeah, um it could be that maybe I missed maybe it, it was but... probe
1: that they used to like probe probe ideas unbound with um uh, with lab maniac. Gotcha. Anyway.
0: Yeah. So that that basically, other than that, it's just a doomsday list. Uh, Learn to love in fifth place with the big Grixis Delver list. Uh, sixth place is one thing. I want to say is no fucking spray dragons in these challenges. We got there, buddy.
1: We got there, but it was too late for the bet. No, it you know wasn't. I mean? Like with the bar, I, I don't know what number we set the bar at. Even with the doubling, there were so many week one before people figured it out. So we we won on the the idea, right? But I think I lost on
0: the execution, right? Exactly. But we, we're we're so close, you know. We, we we guessed one and two, or two and four. When yep. you adjust, and it was four. So. The Jig is always up. Sixth place with Lurus Miracles. And seventh place, Fish Duggery with the Bant Planeswalker deck that we talked about earlier. Yep. And eighth place was Craighead with. Ready for this? Giganta Lands. The first appearance of a Triome in the top eight. Ketria Triome.
1: Yeah, and again, like. The Gigantha doesn't do much. It's a five it's five. just a free five five. Yeah. Right. So
0: yeah. yeah. There's no synergy or anything. It's just, you know, you don't have to alter your deck building at all. You can just play it. Yep. And that's kind of what we, you know, thought might or might not happen. And so the triome in the sideboard I thought or in the main deck was cool. Hall of Helios Generosity I hadn't seen before, but makes sense. It's the Academy Ruin for enchantments,
1: mm-hmm. and this and... is playing like a few extra enchantments. It's got uh, Molten Vortex in the main deck, and yeah. I know it's not a, a lot extra, but you, you like you can mill it, get it back. It takes care of
0: um, whatever hate bear you are dealing with. Well, there is also in the sideboard two drop of Honey and an Experimental Frenzy that you can get back.
1: Yeah, experiment. I remember when we were talking. I don't even know if we had the cast yet um but experimental frenzy and lands when it was printed yeah have we been casting that long that like we we talked about that as a new card
0: uh yeah definitely that was when we went to montreal bro ah fuck yeah that's right yeah that was that week we've been casting for three months at that point
1: that's crazy we're
0: almost at episode 100 Bro, how and crazy is that? And those people are
1: still fucking listening.
0: And I move like after episode 100, I move. So it's always been like this this time marker in my mind.
1: That's crazy. I know. We have like the Massachusetts time. People are gonna look back at the podcast in like terms of like <laughs> band history, and like, wow, it was so much better when they were both living in Massachusetts.
0: There was the Massachusetts years, and then there was the other two episodes, <laughs> and then Legacy died
1: before before Ian got shot at a Walmart. <laughs>
0: before i fell asleep so uh 14th place callum's playing of one mind grixis lurus control this is a card that we didn't really see the value in and it hasn't top aided so we're still right about that but i do think callum has found the logical best place to play this card
1: yeah and I i saw i saw um him post on Twitter about this and a few other people who who took the deck out for like a spin in a league they were like wow the card surprised me I did well and the card was good but you, you look at people who are going to do good with this card obviously this card was probably good for you what you don't hear about are yeah. all the people who picked this deck up who played this card and were like wow this card fucking was awful for me Agree. They're never gonna post on Twitter about that. You're never gonna get the sort of take that, wow, this card probably isn't that good. So I would I'd sort of take those results with a grain of salt. Um maybe I'm too cynical, but that's that's what ran through my mind when I saw everything on Twitter about No, that. I'm
0: with you, dude. And when we evaluated the card it was in the context of people were talking about it in Blue Red Delver specifically. And we mm-hmm. we hated it there. Yep. This deck I think is the best spot for it. And I think that this deck also has another advantage going for it, which is we talked about earlier about the Delver decks getting bigger, right? Yeah. And this is the Delver decks when they decide to get bigger and getting bigger seriously, which is cutting Delver. That's what this is, right? This is Delver without wastelands and with just Strix's snapcast and, and snapcaster instead of Delver. So this is like the next step up. So I think that this deck benefits from that because it's, it's the next step up in that Delver chain Yep, and benefits enough to overcome the of one mind's handicap.
1: Okay. I can get behind that, but the going back to like the cabal therapy, young pyro, I like a lot. Yeah. The one of engineered explosives in the main deck is like kind of weird to me.
0: I love it with Luris though. It's like, so so Kina.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, you, you. Okay. You're right.
0: It's just cute. But I, I I really do like. I I would definitely play that. Like I was thinking about this today. If I were to play this deck. Yep. What I would do. And this I would...
1: reminds me of the the Wilson version yes. of the Grixis deck exactly. that you brought to Seattle. That you exactly. Exactly, of. bro. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And the the only change that I would make is I would cut one of one mind put in one spell snare and send it okay and the sideboard you know is a sideboard and you're gonna get dumpstered by merit lage decks but i don't see any so it is what it is you have bitter blossom in the sideboard that's exactly what i was gonna say is you do have bitter blossom in the sideboard and if you can uh loop strixes with lurus mm-hmm you're good. So if you can protect Luris, you'll be okay. But I would still want Caracas. Yeah. So fifth place, Daniel noons This is just Slivers deck with Luris in the sideboard. But it's funny because there are two decks that popped up this week that uh, Slivers and Infect that were perfect homes for Luris. That I just hadn't thought about.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't have Slivers on my radar too often. Right. <laughs> um, but this. Uh, this is the person to go to if you want to talk about Slivers, and it's there, so there we go.
0: And the thing is, like, if if this was what Luris was doing, like, going into Slivers Oh, this would be
1: completely fine. Exactly. Absolutely fine, right? Yeah. Like, that that cat... Um, Kahira the cat or lord, something. right? Like, yeah. if it had Slivers as a creature type, and people were like, I'll put it in my Sliver deck. Great. Perfect use for for companion... Um, great job, wizards, but not not the case with what's been happening.
0: Oh, bro! Small aside, since I don't know the name of that that specific loris that you're talking about, companion that you're talking about. Um, somebody wrote an article for hipsters when I was doing research for this show. Mm-hmm. Somebody wrote an article for hipsters that was like, why uh, a Corio is such a mess and it had to do with what what my rant last week was about which is like that the names don't mean anything and that there's just too many legendary creatures to remember all the names of them at this point okay and i thought that was really cool whoever it was i think her name was kirsten or kristen or something did a great job with the article Wanted want to shout that out real quick um we haven't always had the most love for hipsters on this cast but i feel like it's it's good to reward people when they do good things right yeah so this was a great article and yeah i i think that they did a much better job of putting into words the feelings that i had last week so respect so 31st place kihara works bro i am not going to say a word about this deck you are going to talk about this 31st place deck with no companions in it okay
1: i'm formulating my thoughts <laughs> um
0: this is a deck you've talked about quite a bit.
1: Yeah, so, okay. So when I was first getting into Legacy, uh, Grand Prix Providence happened and re Duke Top Aided with a with a Noble Rug sort of um, Natural Order deck. Very yeah. similar to this. This is like a Bant version of it that has a Progenitus and an Archon as the payoffs to Natural Order. You're playing Brainstorm Swords and Oko. It's a Bant Good Stuff deck. With a really, really weird sideboard, yeah. but has the tools to be able to get there. Like, I would want more interaction and more cantrips because this deck so heavily relies on natural order, in my opinion. But um, it, it's nice. I think there's a reason why it finished 31st. <laughs> um but the eight mana dorks gets me it's got four birds four noble right yeah it has two payoffs to your natural order but being a blue deck in legacy and only playing four brainstorm and really being kind of combo reliant not having ponder just kind of like strikes me the
0: wrong way how about not having days or force of will
1: uh oh i thought that it had force of will i think i automatically assumed that me too
0: force was in the deck yeah, but and, you're and Hopefully, right. your opponent does too. You're right;
1: it doesn't. Um, and I think if if you were building this deck, you would clearly be able to find room for three ponder.
0: <laughs> no, but I would find room for three force as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I okay. I like the idea.
0: I think ponder and green sun zenith are mortal enemies. That that's always been my opinion because they they play almost the same role in my deck building, like. i mean not if you're trying
1: to find natural order i think obviously like that early game mana development right if you're 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 pondering to find a land sure you're you're absolutely right um but i I don't know about this deck i i like the idea i don't like the deck
0: well we talked a little bit of we talked a lot about Ban zenith over the episodes and this is like the first legitimate appearance i think outside of like a deck dump or a rug zenith or rug natural order deck with no uh no tutor targets right
1: right it's like it's not how i would do it there's like you can say the oof uh the oof and the tireless tracker are actually tutor targets but like it's ah uh, i don't know it's more like like natural order combo yeah i don't know
0: I don't know, man. I just thought it was cool, like like you said. The sideboard is super fucking weird. Four ley lines, four deafening silence, four veil of summer, three click. It's it's, it's screwed up. I would almost say this was budget, like somebody but who it's... didn't have force of wills or dazes or want to buy them, but three euros, bro, and four ice fang coattles. It's not budget.
1: Nope. Yeah, ice fang is like fifty bucks
0: online, right? Yeah. Uh, it went Sorry, down. It sounds f- like twenty tickets. It sounds to twenty oh, because. Okay uh they they re release modern horizons bro they re-released invasion block draft and i've done that probably at least eight times this weekend nice i never drafted invasion block it's fucking sweet ipa baby have you ever drafted invasion
1: uh
0: hold on what year 2001 i want to say yes it's sick bro it's it's uh it's awesome the block draft is just incredible but no trophies all all two ones and a one two okay but yeah so that's the uh that's the challenges and there's a couple decks i wanted to point out from the deck dump and then we'll be all set the first one is ultimar who also won the challenge so this is ultimar's episode ultimar same deck isn't it Nope. Oh,
1: sorry. This is like Seas Standstill. This is With C the still. same sort of shell.
0: Okay. This is sea Still. It is the same sort of shell. It's like a, a Miracles-ish, Stoneblade-ish shell, but it's blue-white-red this time. And it's a standstill deck. And when this set came out, everybody was talking about the Shark. The, the shark NATO with regard to standstill, if you recall. Mm-hmm. There's another card in this set. A, a, a archetypal Draft Uncommon, which is Ominous Seas. It's one in a blue for an enchantment that, whenever you draw a card, put a counter on it, and remove eight counters, make it eight-eight Kraken. Eight, Nobody talked about this card, but the card that to stand still—at least, not that I saw. Nope. But this is a card I've been playing Legacy Online with my my Hick uh, friends, and I've been playing <laughs> this card in my Stoneblade deck, and it's really good. And this uh. I, I really love this idea of playing a standstill with this card.
1: I mean, this card in brainstorm, I guess, is a real big combo. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I I like I like the challenge deck better. Yeah, we'll, of we'll say that. We'll but say that.
0: I really like the idea of this card with standstill more than the sharknado with standstill.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, what about myth realized? Dude, you're a big Myth Realized fan.
0: Dude, you fuck it. You saw that, Pal Twenty Two.
1: Oh no, I was just I was making fun of people who were like, "Oh, Myth Realized and Standstill." Oh, yeah. I was taking a jab at them. I didn't know that that showed up too.
0: No, oh, yeah, two down. So, Pal Twenty Two, Blue White, Luris, Myth, Delver. I was thinking about this recently. Like, if you just go straight Blue White, what is the Luris? package or the the blue white package for luris and myth realizes the white threat right
2: all right
1: i mean i guess so, so i was joke. i was joking around about other like <laughs> bad standstill threats <laughs> yep um i didn't know that you had it on the cast notes
0: oh yeah dude this is uh this is sick this deck needs some standstills and the last deck i want to talk about shoe 55 Bant Luris Tempo. You talked about this earlier with Counterbalance, right? hmm This deck. Four Nimble Mongoose, four Tarmogoyf, four brainstorm, four ponder, four days, four force of will, four plow, three stifle, two spell snare, four baubles, a Sylvan Library, and three counterbalance. So it's del- I, I Delverless want this, Delver. but
1: I want Delver.
0: It's Delverless I, Delver.
1: I know. I want this this shell, only I want Delver. And I'm sold on it.
0: But why do you play no Delver? Why do you think Shu played no Delver in this deck?
1: I don't know. To be different, yeah. I want to play. It's Delver. gotta be to
0: be different, right?
1: I I want to play Delver in this list. I want to cut one spell snare. Um, I want to shave the number on Mishra's Bobble. I want to cut down to eighteen land, and I want to play Delver.
0: Like if you had played Invisible Stalker instead of, of Love,
1: <laughs> Oh Jesus, bless no. you not that again but no
0: i'm just saying if you had played something like invisible stalker instead of tarmogoyf then your creatures would have been immune from removal yep so they're like you know used to see this with true name nemesis and nimble mongoose for example like cut your delvers have all your threats be immune from removal but tarmogoyf is squishy it gets hit by push gets hit by plow just like delver so i i just don't see a reason not to play delver in this deck is what i'm trying to say
1: well, I think the trade-off is you're playing four enchantment, four artifact, and your natural ability to flip Delver with only 25 hits is low.
0: It's low but, compared to the 28 we usually see, 27. Right,
1: yeah. I but I, I still want to do it. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I would play Delver in the Shell for sure.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely. There are more like leave your mana open because there's Stifle and Spell Snare. So, like, you don't want to deploy turn one Delver, I guess, is is what they're thinking. But you
1: always, you always just,
0: you want to. No, but I'm saying if you don't have it, then you don't do it. So, like.
1: Okay, sure. But, yep, I'd rather have the option.
0: Right. So, yeah, I I don't really see it. But congratulations, obviously. This deck is a sweet thing to think about. And before we get too long, let's just wrap this fucking episode, bro. What do you think?
1: I think, I think we're good. We talked, we hit, this was a, a very solid non-guest episode.
0: I uh, Non-complaining? We, did we didn't complain, I don't think, too much. No. Right?
1: Every time I listen to an episode, it's like 40% shitting on Watsi. Yeah. For, you know what I'm saying? We did like, we did a pretty good job of just like, just talking about
0: other stuff. I think so, man. So if yep. people want to explain to you how to win with a Cataclysm deck. How do they do that?
1: Uh T Smiley MTG. If you want to give me some suggestions for what to play on the Legacy pit, I, I think I saw some deck lists today that I wanted to try out. But uh but hit me up on Twitter
0: too. If people want to yeah. mail you cards, what's your address? Oh shit. <laughs> Just
1: <laughs> <laughs> so hit me up on Twitter and uh depending on the cards, you can know where I live.
0: Depending on your profile pic, right? Uh so I'm at oh, okay, 18125. Wait, 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 wait. And the cast is deadformatcasts at gmail.com, deadformatcast on Twitter. And yeah. Holler at your boys. That's a wrap.